some important key concepts about Gothic literature are the sublime, the weight of tradition and identity, the uncanny and otherness. Following all the synchronicities that I've had this week, I'm going to concentrate today in otherness. And that is because otherness is one of those elements that we can actually also connect with the Jungian psychology and it can bring us some resources to, for self-development and to understand better what's going on in our psyche. So if you're interested in this video, my friend, in this concept and what it means, otherness in Gothic literature and how we can connect it with the Jungian lens, this video is for you. Hello friends, this is Alice and you are in Gothic Land. Welcome to episode 9, the advantages of being perceived as a strange otherness in Gothic literature. And we're going to be analysing this under the Jungian lens as we've been doing since the beginning of the year, the end of the last one. Why do I want to talk about otherness? Well, otherness is one of those key elements that we need to learn, or we need to analyse when studying Gothic literature. And... Otherness is important and the first thing I think of when I think of this word is this lovely animal that we have on the screen. I think of the black sheep and this has kind of been a synchronicity this week because I have seen uh, people who I follow, psychologists that I follow, using this same image of the black sheep and I've been seeing it quite a lot recently and I think there is a sensation, a general sensation that is not new but there's a general sensation that even though we are surrounded by so much noise and we are part of so many groups and we belong to so many different groups of people and we we constantly uh, socializing, we sometimes feel that we are that little black sheep that we have on the screen. This can be because we've been made notified about this. Someone has pointed that out. And then we realize that we kind of are different and we don't fit in the social circle or in that space or whatever it is in that group. And sometimes we just feel that ourselves because we can tell that there are differences, that there are characteristics in us, ways of thinking, ways of seeing life, our moral, our code, internal codes, our values that don't really match uh, the rest of the people around us. And if we add to that, that, for example, like it was my case for some time when I lived in the UK, that you become the foreigner, that triggers so many things on people. I mean, it triggers, uh, it triggers excitement, curiosity. Um, it can also be, there can be rejection. And these otherness, I think at some point or another in our lives, we all feel this label. We leave this label and... It says so much about our psyche, about what's going on in our psyche. 
and this is what I want to be targeting today in a way also for you to see the connection with Gothic literature and what the Jungian psychology will tell us about that but also for you to see the good sides of it okay so because we always try to find light in darkness so let's see also all the positive aspects of that and for that i will give you at the end as we elaborate after what is otherness uh, i will give you like three main characteristics of um, advantages of being the other so looking deeper into the term otherness we have that when individuals or groups of people are perceived as different, strange or outside the norm within a particular societal or cultural context, we are automatically portraying characters or elements that are marginalized, exoticized or deemed as other by the dominant group, which is something very important. The dominant group doesn't mean that they are the group that is in the right. It doesn't mean that they are the ones with the better standards it doesn't mean that they are the ones that we should follow it means that they just got they, they choose more of them than than us and look at how am i doing this them versus us this binomial is very important and it's very interesting how gothic literature plays with binomials like this one but also how this is something very important and interesting in in union psychology so Otherness then can manifest in various forms, as we said before. So it can be a cultural movement, it could be racial, it could be religious, or even supernatural differences, uh, what we can see. But also in the Gothic context, it is frequently explored to create a sense of fear. This otherness is, is used to create a sense of fear. We can use it in the benefit of Gothic literature in the text if you are actually writing. Also because it can create suspense, Unis. and writers if you are a writer you can use this uh, as a way to portray the other to challenge societal forms to make people use a critical thinking through this other character that is interrupting the dynamics of normality in the story but it also um, helps us question establish power structures and explore the darker aspects of human nature which is what I will love doing so much in this channel so by highlighting all the differences and portraying this other as a source of fear or fascination, Gothic literature often delves into the complexities of identity, cultural clashes, and the consequences of excluding those who are perceived different. The other might be represented as a mysterious outsider, a foreigner or a supernatural being that exists beyond the boundaries of what is considered acceptable or familiar. An example of this would be Dracula, it would be any image of the foreigner, um, someone mysterious, someone that doesn't, as I said before, someone that is not from our culture and that maybe even in the communication side aspect, the language could be also a barrier between you and that person so any element that you can think of that can be a, a differentiation and it can be a something that is is not the same as on the other side then we have otherness so to elaborate, to elaborate this a little bit more just think about it in this way when you think about the other person where do you position yourself uh, as we said before which part of the other is the other even if it's almost like a tongue twister but if you think about when you felt otherized or when you've been otherizing other people 
why has that been the case? And they, this is the moment where we go into our psyche, going deep in our psyche. What are the questions? What, what things came up in your mind? Why were you authorized? Uh, what were the, the causes? What issues were raised? In what, um, how were they formulated? Uh, and when you were on the other side, when you were the other, you know, or when you were noticing that someone was different, what were the dynamics? This is what I'm trying to say. What were the dynamics? And also in Jungian psychology, we will be looking down into archetypes because at the moment we have another, we have this kind of, sometimes this other could be a mirror. It could be parts of ourselves, you know, and and yes, in Gothic literature, the beginning of Gothic literature mainly, the monster, this other was an outsider, something that didn't kind of belong or we couldn't even compare with because physically it was different. But the other nowadays, it pretty much looks like ourselves. And sometimes it's actually part of our psyche that we take outside and we analyze it. And in cinema, we give it a shape and we give it some kind of yeah form. But what happens when this other thing doesn't have a face, doesn't have a shape, doesn't have anything that we can kind of identify with, and we can see that's very, very, very scary. And thinking about our shadow side is precisely, it brings this fear, this, this is scary, this um, frightening aspect into, into the game. So if we think about the archetype of the other in Jungian terms, what we have is the sense of alienation, fear and uncertainty, stereotyping and prejudice. It could embody the shadow self, I just said a minute before. It means duality, me versus you. It could do with racial and cultural dimensions. It could also be about transformation if we integrate aspects of this other. And therefore, when we integrate these aspects through this, uh, this use of these characters, then we go into dialogues of, of diversity and inclusion. So my recommendation at this point would be for you to analyze, as I said just a minute before, a minute ago, just to analyze all these dynamics and to stop, take it, take it step by step, because our mind tends to go really, really fast into thinking this. But if you take it slowly and you start thinking about why is this so, you start thinking about what triggers in your mind and you catch yourself thinking all this stuff, and you write it down, then you're going to start doing a very interesting process that really, really is going to help you with your self-development because you're going to become aware. And awareness is something crucial in any, any process. If you feel like you are the outsider and you don't pretend to harm anybody, you may want to consider the following three advantages for self-development, although they're not the only ones. There are others, but the main ones I want to talk about today are that considering the advantages of being the other can help you embrace individuality it can enhance your communication skills and it can help you cultivate authenticity and how is that so let's stop one by one so to embrace individuality means that rather than uh, putting towards one side that you are different that your characteristics or that you seem not to fit in you actually take that in and say okay this is me this is okay being like this it doesn't matter that i'm different it doesn't matter that i speak a different language it doesn't matter because i'm an individual with my own qualities and that makes me different but at the same time i'm the same as you guys just that 
are not exactly identical and not, not being identical is good because then we have variation, we have different opinions, we can look at the same problems and the same things from different angles and we stop becoming sheep. And in this case, not the black sheep, but the sheep that doesn't really think much for themselves, but they just follow the herd. The second aspect is that you can enhance your communication skills by trying to tell the other person about your otherness, about your characteristics and about your individuality. You're going to try to be more effective with communicating. You're going to start, you're going to try to use vocabulary, expressions. You're going to investigate. That's going to go and lead you to to find videos, to see how the people communicate, to find philosophies, to find um, to find ways of thinking, uh, theories, speakers, books. Be careful with your well, with your with what you consume, but all this is going to help you improve your own communication skills. And at the point that you see how the other other people react to your communication and how what you are actually telling and the message and how it's perceived by a varied variety of people ages and and different ways and different backgrounds then that's when you're gonna say okay i have it now i i have improved my communication skills because i've gone deep and i'm even learning new vocabulary to be able to express all that that makes me different, all that that is not bad, it's just that, it's just different. The third characteristic, cultivating authenticity, is basically like a summary of these other two points, where basically what you do is like when you do shadow work, which we will talk about that in another video, when you do shadow work, you embrace all your differences, you integrate them, you become authentic when you really live down to your values, your beliefs, and what really moves you. And not because other people want you to do those things and want you to be that way, but because really that way of being, those vocabulary, those, those ways of thinking, that vocabulary actually really resonate with you. It's true that we sometimes we might maybe cloning other people, repeating it with like another person very much and they kind of find them like a model and that could be a bit scary sometimes but at the end what you need to find is your own authenticity what is it that makes you different what is it that makes you unique a very clear example for me and it's something that um, an example that I love to use right now because I never really talk much about music on the channel and it's a reference to Villevalo who used to be uh, the main lead singer of the band Him, which is like a goth rock love metal band. And uh, there's much going around him. He's very modest. It is Villavalo uh, and he doesn't consider himself like the king of goth, but he could be very much. He considers himself like a prince of goth or, or romantic gothic, if we can say that. Romantic goth. Is love metal and anyway he has a video in his in his last album neon noir called uh, love letting and he comes with a little ship and i wrote about this in one of my entries on my blog not a long time ago and for me even though in one of the interviews he says that he's um 
really the, the you know when they make videos sometimes the video itself doesn't have to do much to do with the song he always says that he's a, he's a, a, a romantic you know he can he'll die being a romantic but in this video with the sheep is basically because they wanted to use or he wanted to use animals at some point but look in here maybe if that is unconscious mind talking because the black sheep and his life and his past experience with the breaking up with the van the band and then coming back solo uh, for me that makes a lot of sense maybe he's not even aware of it maybe you know a lot of singers they say interpret what you wish and what you will with my song you have to write it because this is what i do this is what i love this is how i experience and this is how yeah how i experience life and this is how i overcome my own problems even uh, but he's not said clearly like that they, that's how he feels like but a lot of his followers have mentioned the the sheep thing he says in recent interviews and i'm going to leave you some links here to one of the interviews that he, he made that the process and um, what he lived through the pandemic and the it coincided with the breaking up of the band more or less and his health as well he says the following and i think this is very important he says like a lot of people i got super depressed i lost my faith in everything i got these waves of the past it felt like chernobyl in the 80s when there was a sense that there might not be a tomorrow and i have pretty severe asthma so the idea of covid was kind of scary my only focus was working on music that was my lifetime during that time what i understand here i mean we could analyze this quote in depth and what we have on the one hand fear health 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 issues uh, fear precisely connected to his past life because uh, when Villavalo uh, was in in him he used to smoke a lot he used to drink a lot and he realized because of his health issues that that he couldn't go on like that and there are articles and there are interviews where he talks about the the splitting up with the band and everything and it's it's very harsh but actually he went into this period of either destroying himself or learning from that experience and what he's done with this new album is kind of making peace with the past i think because he's still that same the, the essence of him is is in his new album obviously he's maintained the the logo um you know he's he's pretty much the music is pretty much the same it's just that he reconnected with himself in a way that he was made feel the other even by his own his own band when they didn't actually support him as much as maybe he would have expected to i mean this is what I've gathered from reading a lot of articles and seeing a lot of interviews and but he made peace with that as well you know it was a hard moment it was darkest probably his darkest moment in his um, career but then from that he he came back again it was a bit of an alchemical experience that he got everything he destroyed everything and like the Abbey Phoenix that we said before he became again um, he resuscitated from the ashes and he became in essence what he's he has always loved being and that's why he made his music he still his music is very similar to what it used to be in essence it's him and that 
is what connects with the rest of us because there's something that is very much there from the collective unconscious that talks to all of us because we all at some point or another we have felt that way with relationships of different sorts but at the same time is very individual very individualistic in the sense of how he always comes across as being himself and this is very important as well so as you can see being the other can work to your benefit and i think this last example is very very clear and it's something that is very close to our to us nowadays and i think this is what i want you to work out with it otherness in gothic literature is shown through different characters through different uh, elements as well we can identify with one side or the other and i'm not saying that one is best than the other obviously under our moral standards, we will probably choose certain attitudes, certain behaviors, and we will approve and disapprove of others. Every time that there's harm eh, to others, that will probably, we will actually censor mm, that. But if we're looking at the positive side of things, it helps us create this critical thinking. It helps us look outside the box it helps us uh, see that not everybody is like we are, that other cultures see, perceive life in a different way, that our ways is not the only way. What is really, who is really the monster? It makes you change, change things around. But there's a lot more that we could say. I mean, if you feel like the ugly duckling, think about this story. We've not talked about fairy tales and fairy tales are very inter inter interesting and important in Nguyen psychology. But if we look at the story of the ugly duckling, it's just basically what I'm saying to you. Maybe you just the ugly duckling for a while while we, you're growing up because you're actually not even a duck. You are a swan. You could be a black swan if you want. Anyway, this is very interesting. I think I want to leave it here today. Not without inviting you to keep exploring all these uh, items, all these key elements from Gothic literature by inviting you to my course that has already started, but that you can have access to anyway because all the modules are recorded. To be with me every month, you can still have the opportunity between now February um, and, and June, July, when the course finishes. But the course is recorded, as I said. So the course is called Exploring the Gothic Psyche, and it's a mentoring course for anyone looking for a deeper understanding of how union psychology and Gothic literature intertwine and to help finding you your internal figures. This is for self-development. This is for you to train other people. If you are a coach or if you are a psychologist to understand better the human mind, if you're an academic to learn how to connect all these elements, if you're an instructor, I mean, if you're a speaker, there are so many different fields, so many jobs that can benefit from this approach that you will not regret it and also since you are here i want to give you two gifts on the one hand i want to give you a, a quiz where is that is going to help you understand yourself a little bit more if do you really understand yourself and you know do you really know yourself and we all think we do but we don't really and it explores um a few things about your everyday life your jobs and how much you know about gothic literature how much you know about union uh, uh, psychology and how that can actually help you and the other gift is a free webinar called exploring the psyche no exploring the depth sorry 
where uh, it's like the preliminary of the course exploring the gothic psyche so if you're not sure if you want to do that course you can watch the webinar it's free and i'll be very glad if you can give me some feedback and just tell me if it actually resonates with you and without anything else today subscribe like share if you think anybody can benefit from this video and uh, as always um, i'll see you next week and until next video be very gothic my friend Bye-bye.